On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. We're talking volleyball here on episode 50 of the JetCast. The Jets are 9 at 16, trying to make a playoff push with an upset against Central Missouri on the road. It's the last regular season match for the Jets at Warrensburg on Thursday. The Jets roll the Jennies and set, and set one of their match in Wichita, but Central Missouri stormed back to take three in a row and claim the match. It's a must win to make the tournament for NU. With that, we welcome you into episode 50 of the JetCast. We're joined here once again by the head volleyball coach Jose Luco having his best season as the Jet Head Coach. Coach, welcome back. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, buddy. Well, Coach, obviously, um, we'll talk about last weekend, had very, very high hopes, very high expectations, and it was a big weekend in terms of trying to give yourself a little cushion to make the MIAA tournament. Uh, straight set losses at Missouri Western and Northwestern. You knew it was going to be a tough weekend. In what way did your team just not quite have it this weekend? Do you, was it a situation where they just didn't have it? Or did the other teams just play out of their minds? Um, you know, I think on Friday for sure we had some really nice opportunities. And uh, we didn't take care of the ball the way we needed to. Um, our serve receive got away from us. Our defense got away from us. Um, our offense got away from us. Even our serving. So it, it was... One of those where, um, you know, we we m- might have put a ball away and then we'd go miss a serve. Uh, or we might have dug a ball really well and then hit a ball out of bounds or into the block. Um, so <clears throat> we just couldn't stay on task for a long period of time at all on, on Friday. And, you know, um, Missouri Western handled the pressure of the situation, right? It was a must win for them and it was a must win for us. And, uh, they handled it well and, and we, we did not. Um, <clears throat> and that's okay. You know, I, I think one of the things for us is we've, we've had a, a season with lots of firsts and, um, that was our first opportunity to, to play for an opportunity to get into the MIAA tournament and, uh, you know, sometimes when you show up and that's your first time doing it, you don't know how. And uh, that's that's kind of what it looked like. You know, we, did, we didn't know how to go compete and we didn't know how to go win that. Did, did the team feel – because, I mean, obviously, when you guys – we've documented it. We don't need to go back over it. But you guys have not had the success that you would have hoped. It was not – necessarily unexpected mm-hmm. you came in with one month before the first match when you came in it took time you said it would to build this program up mm-hmm. but I know the girls I I feel like this team 
was really excited to try to do it for the seniors, mm-hmm. for the three players who don't have coming back. I think they wanted success for you, and they probably wanted success for themselves too. Sure. Um, did it feel a little nervy? Like, oh, man, if we win this match? Because you look at the schedule, obviously there's a chance you might have still needed help to get in because Missouri Western has more matches coming up, but they have a, a rough schedule. Now, not as hard as your schedule because right. your schedule is unbelievable, but um, you, know, you could feel pretty good with that sweep over Missouri Western that you would get in. Did they feel a little bit nervy? Did, how, how aware were they of, of how much that win was going to mean to them if they could get it? Oh, they knew, you know, and, uh, and for sure it looked nervy. Is it hard to keep that, you know, because I think in the past, you know, coaches would say, oh, it doesn't matter. Don't look at the standings. And, you know, but in this age when you can, you know, go on your phone, I mean, it's not like you can't hide anything, can correct, you? Correct, correct. And our approach and preparation the entire week was they were treating it just like any other match, you know. Um, but when the whistle blew, it was a def- it was a different feeling out there. Sure. So, um, you know, it, and looking back on it, I, I we put up a quote this weekend. We always have a quote on the board for our week, and we had a quote from James Baldwin this week that says, uh, um, you know, not everything that is faced can be changed. Um, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. And, hmm. you know, that was our first experience and that was a, a growing pain that maybe we didn't want to have. Um, but I think in terms of growth and in terms of the future, uh, you have to have a moment like that in your program in order for, for things to get better. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the next time that the team is in a position to, um, with, with something kind of riding sure. on, on the line there, I, I'm, I'm very confident that they'll go out and perform. Obviously, uh, a Central Missouri win would be huge for the Jets. It's possible, you look at the standings, they're one game back in the win column, two games back in the loss column. Missouri Western's got a full week. Jets happen to fall on their bye week here, uh, so they don't have to play three matches this week, did not play Tuesday, don't play Saturday this week. Uh, so at Central Missouri is a big one. If you win that match, might still need help in order to get in. Yeah. Uh, Central Missouri, obviously, is a top five team in the country, mm-hmm. just like basically everybody else you've played these last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were demonstrably better than them in the first set mm-hmm. of that match here in Wichita. Beat them, I think, 25-20, 25-21, something mm-hmm. like that. Pretty easy win for you guys. They turned it around, and mm-hmm. you had to expect the top five team in the country, which they were at the time, was going to turn it around. What separated set one from sets two, three, and four in that match? Um, you know... Those are the things that that I'm really excited about for this team is that we we come out, we get into our game plan, we execute, and um, we take points away from the other side of the net. Um, and so that's that's really exciting because there's some times where you know you you'll play in a volleyball match and you're like, man, those guys really just kind of handed us um, points and and what have you, but that first set against central Missouri, we, we took from them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the first set that we played against, um, Northwest at home, we took from them. And, um, uh, there's, uh, that first set against Washburn when we were at home here, uh, we were taking that from yes. them. And so it, it, you know, again, it's not, they, they weren't handing it to us. They were trying to hit good shots 
and we we made better block moves and we made better dig moves and so um but again you you have to be able to sustain that and uh you've got you know those three teams that i mentioned have really good senior leadership really good upper class leadership um they're going to fight back and they're going to make little adjustments and then we have to make those micro adjustments on our side of the net and that's what kind of gets us in a second and third and fourth set they'll start hitting a little different shot and you know we're still kind of expecting the same shot and like no guys like it's it's a different shot now you guys sure you have to line up a little differently um you have to make a little different dig move and um those are those little things in the experience that are going to help us um as we as we go down the road here but you know right now those are the things that are kind of hurting us when after we do play pretty well you know no matter whether or not this is a nine win season or a 10 win season whether or not you make it at the miaa tournament i know that this is going to be you know we're you're hoping and the program's hoping that this is going to be a turning point a, a turnaround to respectability obviously competitiveness how much pride do you have in this team and the foundation that they have you know finally kind of laid for you to, to try to help build this program into something that the school is going to be proud of, you're going to be proud of, and something that people are going to be excited to watch every fall? I, you know, we told them that yesterday in practice um, that it, we couldn't be prouder of their efforts, you know. And uh, um, what's great about this team and this team in particular, um, they've really bought into that idea of we, you know, and, um, so it's been great for, for us to go out there and go battle and we're winning together. We're losing together. And, um, I think that's huge, you know, and it, it, it's a testament to the willingness of a group of kids to fight for something and, want to affect change. And so it's, it's been so, so much fun to see. Um, and you know, in terms of wins and losses, like for me, that stuff doesn't really matter for, for, for me, it's about what are they getting out of this experience? Are they getting better? And if they're getting better, um, they're putting themselves in a position to go and compete every day. And if they're doing that, then that's all you can ask for. And whatever happens, happens. And, uh, for us, you know, Lots of good things happened this season, so that, that kind of shows you what they've been able to accomplish. Abby Burrow is going to be joining us next on the JetCast. She is a junior, going to be a senior leader on next year's team, a right-side hitter out of Topeka, and we'll also talk with Coach Billy Murphy about some bowling here to wrap up the show that's coming up here later on on the JetCast and talking about Abby Burrow, who we will hear from next. A much different role. She's played a nice role on the court this year, but what does she need to do to transition to becoming more of a leader? It might be the only senior on next year's team, what are you expecting out of her next year? You know, again, continued growth. That's always the name of the game for us. Um, you know, Abby came in and she's done some really tremendous things um, without having a spring season under her belt. Um, it's it's for, fall when you come in is really hard. Um, so freshman year fall is really hard. Kids that are transferring in. Um, their first semester here is, is tough because you're having to learn all of the systems um, 
and work on your technical stuff at the same time. And that's, that's really tough to do. Um, so yeah, she's going to get a full spring with us, um, and get to train and get to really develop a lot of the technical stuff that she needs to work on. And I mean, she's got this tremendous reach. Um, there were some times where she was hitting over the block. Um, and it's pretty tremendous when she, when she can get up there and get that reach. So yeah, we're going to spend all spring working with her and, and get her better. And, um, you know, she's kind of a, a quiet kid in, in sure. the, uh, in the gym. Um, and then she has her moments where, where she'll, uh, yap it up with, with, uh, teammates, talk a little trash and it's a lot of fun to watch. Sure. Um, and I, I think she's got a, a great balance of the personality and the playing ability to be able to help, um, in that leadership for next year, for sure. Last question for you. You said it was going to be four to five years before you thought you had a, you would arrive to a place where you would be competitive. I feel like, I, I don't know what you, I mean, your opinion is the only one that matters because you're the coach, but feel like you've gotten there when you're taking matches and competing against the top five yeah. teams in the country. You're there competitive. I know you were voted, you know, last, I think, unanimously in the MIAA preseason poll. If the coaches paid any attention at all, that's not going to happen this year. Sure. I know that you have the respect of every coach that comes on the gym with you. What's the next goal for this program? What do you want to see this program in another five years? Another five years, um, you know, top four of the conference for sure. Uh, that that has to be the goal, right? Yeah, sure. To, you have to. You can't accept. You know where you're at. You you have to look for more. Um, and so, yeah, this year, if we finished, if we finished nine, we finished nine. If we finished ten, we finished ten. Uh, if we finished eleven, we would have finished eleven. But the goal was always to be better the following season than we were the previous year. And, and there's yeah, no, that, that, no doubt that's that gotten, growth mindset. Oh for yeah. Sure. And no doubt you've gotten that done at all. Once again, last match of the regular season coming up Thursday at central Missouri, uh, the jets and the Jennies coach. Good luck. And because it's a tradition now we have to do. Coach, oh yeah, absolutely. Coach Lugo fist bump. Thank you absolutely. so much coach. Thank you. Blake. Abby Burrow it. is coming up next on the Jetcast. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. Wrapping up volleyball on the JetCast here this season with Abby Burrow, a six-foot right-side hitter from Topeka, Kansas. One match left on Thursday for the Jets as they will travel to take on Central Missouri. She's out of Washburn Rural, a former junior blue. Abby, it is always great to meet a fellow Topekan here on the JetCast. Thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Uh, 106 kills, 35 blocks for her so far this season. Obviously, last weekend was not the weekend you guys wanted to have. What do you hope as a player who's going to be one of the players who's a major leader on this team next year as a senior, maybe the only senior, depending on who ha- what else happens with recruiting. But what do you hope that the team learns from this past weekend? I 
just hope that we learn how to start a game and then finish it. That was one of our major problems this season and just getting in that right mindset to really compete. What, what's your feeling on coming in, transferring in to a down program, and how rewarding has it been to watch this program that hasn't had a lot of success have its best season in so many years uh, with you playing a, a pretty big part of that success? It's been very rewarding. It just it makes you feel good to know that you're making even just a small impact for the team and like having everyone play their part and just it is very rewarding. Now if I'm recalling my game prep correctly, you are a former Greyhound, if yes. I'm not mistaken, from yes. Fort Scott. Uh what what's the most difficult aspect of trying to make that cuz I'm not as familiar with junior college volleyball. I know that there are some darn good programs yeah. in the Jayhawk when you're talking about the Cowleys of the world yes. this year, the Butler Counties of the world. I don't know mm-hmm. if they were that good while you were there, but what's the transition been like going from the Jayhawk that's got some pretty good teams and now yeah. obviously the MIAA might be the best conference in Division mm-hmm. Two. I would say that the conferences are like the same. They're both very highly competitive, um, but the biggest difference is just honestly just location, honestly. Um, the teams are better, obviously, because it's going from a JUCO to that D2 conference. But I'd say that was the biggest jump. So, so next year, uh, you guys are not going to have some of your big stalwarts on the inside, the people patrolling the net with you, yeah. uh, Jada and Amani, two top blockers. Uh, what's it going to be like to not have them around? What's it been like to kind of learn from them and watch them put on so many block parties this year? And, yeah. and how do you try to make up that difference next year? Well, I guess next year, um, me and along with some of the other sophomores, we're just going to have to really tone in on those newbies coming in to make sure that they're on the right track. So culture and chemistry has been something that Coach Luco has talked a lot about without talking about it, if it makes sense. It's, you know, it's so cliche to say, yeah. oh, we got to have the right culture and chemistry. But, you know, just the way that he's talked about you guys as a team, he's really stressed about how well you guys get along, how there's, you know, no drama on this team. How has it been for you as a first-year player with some experience coming in and trying to find your role? And how do you think things have kind of gelled together in this first year? I think based off of what I've heard from the past years, that this year is definitely like taking a big turn in the right direction as just terms of uh, chemistry and relationships. So one uh, guy, a name that uh, some people probably not down in our area know, well, they will if they're in high school volleyball, but Kevin Bordewick is yeah. a legendary coach. Uh, I mean, he was coaching, I'll date myself a little bit. I'm pretty sure he was coaching when I was in high school probably. up in Topeka West because <laughs> he's been there for forever, women's yeah. basketball and volleyball coach mm-hmm. with, you know, probably a thousand combined wins. Uh, yeah. What was it like? coming up as a junior blue in that program playing for him. And um, I don't remember exactly when you would have graduated, but I have to imagine you yeah. had a lot of success because it seems like his teams are good every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, playing under him, he taught me how to be like tough, like mentally tough, which really set me up for college sports. Um, but yeah, we, he is a good coach, and he definitely set us up for some good wins. And obviously you're here for a coach that's trying to turn things around and yes. having his best season. What's it been like uh, being uh, coached by Coach Lugo this year? <laughs> and j- just so you know, Coach Lugo is behind the camera right now, so we may not get 100% honesty, but, but what's it been like to be coached by Coach Lugo? It's been nice. I really like it. Um, at Fort Scott, my last coach was very kind of 
like not in a bad way, but like intense, you know, your typical intense coach and coming here, it's like a little more laid back, relaxed, but also we're still getting work done. Sure. Yeah, he's got, he's got kind of a what would you call it, West Coast style? Is that <laughs> is that is that what you would call Coach Lugo? The, obviously, next year your role maybe not necessarily tactically, and maybe mm-hmm. it will change. You know that that'll be something that you and Coach Lugo can talk about after the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've been a middle hitter, right side hitter this yeah. year. Played a lot on the front of the net. That's probably going to continue, mm-hmm. but your role on the team in terms of what's expected out of you, maybe off the court, maybe even on the mm-hmm. court and as it pertains to leadership is going to be a lot different because yes. you have a setter graduating. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Jada, not necessarily a vocal leader, but has started to come that. And mm-hmm. obviously, the uh, the energy that Amani brings, I'm not sure anybody yes. can replace that. But <laughs> um, when, you, when you look at what's going to be required of you, how do you feel like you need to transition yourself mentally or you know spiritually however you think Mm -hmm. in order to to make sure that you're the leader that this team needs this year I think I'll just have to really work on bringing some more energy and just being more vocal like I I have it in my head I know I I just got to say it yeah (laughs) so you think like it's just it's not necessarily a mindset change but it's a vocalization change yes and I've talked to so many coaches and players about how important even over probably over any other sport you know on par with football communication Mm -hmm. audio communication is so important Mm -hmm. in volleyball is that something that you feel comes naturally and and how do you try to develop that as you try to take on this bigger role next year for me it doesn't come super naturally but with volleyball it's something that you have to have so you just you have to find it somewhere you guys this season have competed against so many top 25 teams and you have been competitive against them. How do you feel like that will bode into next year uh, as you try to turn the corner yet again? And if you can't make the MIAA tournament this year, which they're not out of the woods yet, they still got one more match left. Yes. Really tough opponent. So it is, it's not completely eliminated, but yeah. it's going to be tough to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at these tough teams that you've played, what's going to be the key next year to try to turn that corner, get to 10 wins, get to the MIAA mm-hmm. tournament? Well, this year I felt like we did a decent job at it. Again, like, you know, learn how to start a game and end a game. Um, and I think overall next year we'll emphasize staying disciplined because I think that was a major part in some of our losses this year. Final question for you. You've got the Jennies coming up on the road. Uh, top five team in the country. Haven't mm-hmm. checked the rankings, but uh, they've been either two, three, or four for the last yes. number of weeks. You guys have ended the season playing uh, three of the top four teams in the country and yeah. three of your four last games. I cannot imagine a team that's played <laughs> a more difficult schedule than that. Uh, but this is a Jenny team that, you know, I was here for that match. In the first set, you guys just kind of whipped them. You guys were just clearly <laughs> the better team. Obviously, you know, as Coach Lugo said things did not it's hard to sustain that level of play against the top five team how do you try to do that what do you take from that match to bring forward what are you expecting out of the central Missouri match well I think that first set we came in with a great energy and then we were staying disciplined but after that I think we maybe have gotten a little comfortable and lost our discipline so we'll see if they can keep that discipline for a yes. little longer, make the Jennies work a little bit. Last match of the regular season for the Jets coming up on Thursday. Abby Burrow, right side hitter from Topeka, Kansas, joining us here on the JetCast. Thank you so much, Abby. Thank you. We'll be back with Coach Murphy. We'll talk some bowling next on the JetCast. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, General Manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. Are you looking for a dependable used car, truck, or SUV? Nissan, Jeep, Hyundai, Toyota, 
not just Fords. Let us help find you the right vehicle to fit your budget. Check us out online at mhford.com or come see us in person at the Big Horn of 119th and West Kellogg. When it's time for your family to purchase their next vehicle, choose us, Mel Hamilton Ford. Let us show you how easy it is to purchase your next vehicle. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers since 1984. Experience the difference. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Wrapping up the JetCast, episode 50, a milestone episode here on the JetCast. And, of course, we'd have to have a Hall of Famer on to wrap that up, uh, Billy Murphy. Newman Bowling underway, three events in the books for the Newman Candlepins. One title for the ladies. Men have finished top three in all three events that they have had this year. Next up, the Leatherneck in Illinois, hosted by Western Illinois, entering his 19th year as the coach of the Jets. Billy Murphy, how does 19 sound? It sounds pretty incredible. Yeah, it know? sounds like you've been here for a long time doing it. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much. Uh, how has the offseason been this year for you guys with more relaxation going along in, in coronavirus protocols? And how has that impacted your preparation for this season? Yeah, it's been good. And it's, uh, you know, honestly, on the ladies' side, it's good timing because we graduated a lot of players last year. Um, we have a probably the best freshman class that we've had in a very long time wow um we have four uh freshmen right now that have been getting a lot of playing time on varsity uh we have a couple more that uh you know are on the the jv squad um that are developing and i think they're going to play a big part um maybe this year but next year for sure obviously you guys are off to a fantastic start with those finishes the women with one tournament in their back pocket the men have not finished worse than third in any of their tournaments. How ha satisfied are you with how the team is playing to begin the season? Yeah, it's good. You know, I wasn't sure the, the ladies were going to get off to uh, as good a start as we have. You know, the first two tournaments, they just they bowled fantastic. Uh, third tournament was um, a little little rough. Um, they had some adversity for the first time this year, uh, but they're, they're handling it real well. Um, and they're learning. Uh, it's just going to take a little time for that side. Uh, the men have really performed at a high level um, we have a pretty veteran group um, on that side we added uh, a freshman and a sophomore um, to this to the group um, Silas Limes um, it, I knew he was good uh -huh. um, didn't know this but, good no I, I did um, I just you know it takes freshmen a little time sometimes but He's got more experience than, than most of the freshmen that come in. Um, he's competed at the national level. Um, you know, it just he is a great kid. He's got a great mind. He is very even keeled. Um, and, and nothing that happen, has happened so far to him is, is really a surprise. I just I didn't know it happened this quick. He's been really good. Um, Cinevac has been uh, good at a couple of the events. Um, Braden Prakash has been good, and they're, they're veterans. They've been here for three years. 
So if you're if you're watching on the show, by the way, most of the time we have the door closed, but we're having they're having a meeting in this room uh, just after we record it. And so Coach Murphy looking off camera as uh, Coach Ealing came in, by the way. So that's just an invitation for those of you who are listening, those of you watching already, you already saw it. But if you want to check out the video of this, it is available on the Newman Jets YouTube page and they post it on Facebook and the website as well. So you can always check that out if you want to watch the show uh, here in the future. Jayhawk Classic on Halloween, men tied for third women were fifth mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts on how your bowlers did in that event yeah the the, the ladies you know struggled a little bit um, that was coming off the heels of off a win, the win yeah, yeah. Um, they struggled a little bit um, we had a condition that was very very hard um, and they did struggle with it uh, but honestly you know big picture we kind of needed that um, you know, I, I didn't need, want to get their heads too big early on. Well, I mean, they were confident, but I, I mean, I don't think they were overconfident. But, you know, if you're going to get to the stage we want to get to later in the season, um, you, you just got to see some adversity. It, it cannot all be good. Um, and they handled it just fine, which was the good part. Uh, you know, they still made match play. They finished fourth uh, in qualifying and, and they're they're going to be better because of it. Uh, the guys were phenomenal. They were, uh, after Saturday, they were three pens back of Wichita State. How many teams up there? And obviously, you know, in other sports, most of the time, unless it's cross country, mm-hmm. you're not playing against Division One competition. But yeah. in a lot of these, you guys are. Uh, how many yeah. teams were at these events? Uh, at that one, I think there was 20 men's and 18 women's. Uh, and the guys, um, they're, they're just playing at a high level. Uh, the Wichita State team is most likely going to be ranked um, first or second from what we've seen so far. Um, and the first day at the Jayhawk, they were three pins behind them um, and then went into Sunday. And I think they averaged like 212 or something like that in Baker games. There were 16 Bakers. And they not only went around them, but they went around them by 100. Um, and th- that WSU team's pretty salty. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we were we were excited to see them do that. Um, they've been on the edge for about a year now of competing at that level. Um, and there's a couple of them that have figured it out. Well, who are those guys, on the, the guys who are figuring it out on the women's side or on the men's side? And then give us a lady who's kind of turning things around and, and figuring it out on the women's side. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of both. You know, throwing Silas into that mix. Uh, we got an, another new athlete, uh, Jason Palacios, who's been pretty strong for us. Um, but you go back to the upperclassmen, you know, Tyler Senevac, Braden Prockish. Um, they're, they're all just in a different place. Um, they're, they're seeing the conditions. They're seeing the environment in a much different way. Um, I mean, Chaston Poas, kid from Hawaii, um, you know, he's left-handed. And on the left side, you either have it or you don't. Um, and when he has had it this year, he has taken advantage of it. He averaged 230 for four games on wow. Saturday last week, um, and he was phenomenal. And he's another one that two years ago, very talented kid, but but wasn't probably ready to play at this level, but we kept throwing him in there because we knew he was going to be. Sure. Um, and, and he's just getting it, and he's he's throwing it great now. And I mean, we're, we're pretty excited about the guys' group and as then well. And uh, a lady maybe who has turned things around? Uh, I wouldn't say – maybe turn things around. Um, Allison Cizik, um from Anchorage, Alaska, a freshman. Uh, she has bowled phenomenal. She's kind of like Silas, you okay. know, on the ladies or on the lady side. Uh, she's come in and talented, talented kid. Uh, but 
she is just one of those kids that keeps it in play, hits the pocket a lot, and makes spares. You know, I think after three events, she's shooting 87% spares. Wow. And that's kind of unheard of um, as a freshman. Um, and then there's Morgan Cooper, who's a, a D1 transfer we got last year during COVID. Um, and from where she was last year to this year, incredible development. Um, we were working a little bit yesterday, and we changed a couple things, and you know, it it just keeps getting better. She's such a hard worker. Uh, she's great in the classroom as well. Um, she's been a very welcome addition to our group. Uh, but just her physical development and how she's playing the game has really improved over the last year. Next up for you is the Leatherneck in Moline, Illinois, on Saturday and Sunday. That's going to be this weekend. What kind of caliber of competition are you expecting at that event? Well, this, the Leatherneck is the biggest uh, Tier 2 tournament. Um, we have Tier 1 tournaments. There's only 10 of those, and then we have about 120 Tier 2s across the country. But this one is the biggest one in the country. Uh, there will be 40 to 45 men's teams um, and probably 30, 30 to 36 women's teams, um, and they're all good. Uh, it's it, They come from everywhere. Um, you know, Weber International usually comes in, and they're from Florida. Uh, and it's just uh, it's the who's who okay. uh, of college bowling, you know, Wichita will be there as well. Well, and uh, the so. Jets, you guys are in the who's who of that as well. I mean, it seems like uh, which, the entire city of Wichita has got schools in the who's who of, of, of bowling. So with that being said, with you guys playing so well, confidence high, what are your goals for the season? Well, I think we we have the same goals that we do every year. We're trying to compete at the highest level. Um, we're, we're training them you know, to believe that we can win national championships. Uh, you know, our ladies are coming off a, a seventh place finish at nationals last year. Um, you know, they were two matches away from, from bowling for a title. So, you know, you get that close and, you know, while you're disappointed, the, the program's going in the right direction. Uh, and we do have an entirely new group, uh, but, but these kids are pretty talented. And I think in time, um, they're they're going to develop and they're going to be able to compete at that level. And the guy, the guys team, that's what they should be thinking. They should be thinking they have a chance. It is a veteran group. They've been through a lot of the the fire together. Um, and last year was a little disappointing for them because they were pretty highly ranked and we did not perform well at sectionals. Right. And and I do think that is driving them as well. Uh, they they do not want to have that feeling at the end of the year. So I mean, ultimately, our first goal. We've got to be in the top four at sectionals and, and get, get to nationals. Um, but I, I think they're all thinking the same thing, right? They, they want that chance to compete for a title, um, and that's, that's where our minds are. Leatherneck coming up this weekend in Moline, Illinois, Saturday, Sunday. If people want to follow, they have, is there a video this year? Do they have live stats at this event? How can people follow? Uh, they do have live stats. I think Leatherneck Classic on Facebook. Okay. Uh, but they can also – we are really trying hard to get the live stream going. Okay. Uh, it's been on uh, Facebook. Um, on, the ladies were on Facebook last last event. Um, and then our guys team are on our, our YouTube channel, uh, which is Newman Jets Bowling. Newman Jets Bowling on YouTube and yep. Facebook? Uh, just the ladies will be on Facebook. Okay, so the uh, ladies on yep. Facebook, the men on yep. YouTube. Yep. Okay, so that's how you can follow. But the page, the pages, if they want to see you on Facebook, is it Newman Bowling on Facebook? Or Newman, it is. Newman Jets Bowling? 
New Jets Bowling on yep. Facebook and YouTube. So if you want to check them out, you can find uh, one gender on one side, the other on the other one. So both teams will be covered this weekend. Coach, good luck. Thanks so yeah. much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Episode 50 of the JetCast in the books. We'll see you next week. Until then, Blake Cripps saying go Jets. <laughs>